Hi everybody and welcome to the Communication Coach podcast where I will be bringing you the world of hostage and crisis negotiation into everyday communication. I'm your host, Nikki Perfect. everybody and welcome to episode six of my podcast the communication coach and today we're going to be talking about how to make a great first impression now forgive me if I just look down if you're watching on YouTube I've just got some notes here on my phone just keep me on track make sure I don't start to ramble and give you as much good content as possible so thank you for the feedback that you have been giving to me over my other podcasts. I'm sorry about the lighting in here. I will get better as life goes on. Uh, In the words of one of my mentors, Rob Moore, Rob, if you're listening, uh, get perfect later, I believe it is. So I am getting perfect later and learning as I go. So here we go. Today is all about how to make a great first impression. Now, you will know in your own life when somebody has made a good first impression, a poor first impression, or a really good one. And what is it that makes them stand out? Now, I have done this training with the Prince's Trust uh, to help young people going into interviews. I have looked at my own experience through negotiating with people and how I get over those initial barriers, especially when people don't want to speak to me. So this is really good for dating, for going into an interview for asking for a pay rise. You can use this in any situation. And it's also great for everyday first impressions. You know, we talk about first impressions when we meet new people. But what about actually when we are in relationships and we take it for granted that people will accept us? And how can we start our day with a great first impression? So the first one I want to talk about is confidence. And I've been doing a lot of reading around confidence. It is something that I suffer from. I have negative self-talk. I'm working on that. But you can get in your own way. So the first thing is about having confidence. Now, I might have told you this before, or some of you will already know this, but a few years ago, I had a midlife crisis, like most people in their late 40s going into their 50s. Not a bad one. I don't mean in a negative way at all. But I decided that I would really push myself out of my comfort zone and I would compete in a bodybuilding competition. I went for the lowest range, the bikini fitness one. I have to tell you now, there is no pride in fake tanning before going into a show. If I ever meet you, ask me about that and we'll talk about it over a coffee. But it was something I'd never experienced before and it was very interesting And there was a lot of confidence involved in that. And I paid somebody to do the posing classes. So I didn't realize what a big business bodybuilding is. There's the whole bikini. There's the whole fake tan, the makeup, especially in the bikini section. You've got to wear a certain shoe, four inch heels. Now, for those of you that do know me, I'm much more comfortable in flat trainers or converse shoes and I think the biggest heel I've got is generally on a Chelsea boot so I'm not used to walking in four inch heels and I remember going to these classes and thinking gosh what is this all about and she very cleverly um, got us to have more confidence in ourselves and our own ability so you'd walk into the studio and one of the rooms uh, one of the walls sorry right across was covered in mirrors and then you would strip down to your bikini 
and everything you did was in front of that mirrored wall. Now, I have to tell you that that is pretty scary in itself. A, taking your clothes off in front of strangers, and B, having to look at yourself. And it was that having to look at yourself and having to really get used to that, I guess. And she made us do other things like dancing madly in front of people and walking confidently and looking people in the eye. And over that period of time, it was all about getting you prepared and getting you ready for walking out onto that stage and posing in a specific way to catch the judges' eyes. And I really learned a lot from that. It was very clever. And I bring this now into my own training, personal development training, and also communication, because the way that you feel about yourself, ladies and gents, is really going to come across in your communication and the way that you talk to people. So if you are already giving yourself negative self-talk before you go into an interview or before you meet a new person, and perhaps you're on a first date, or perhaps you've woken up on the wrong side of bed and you've got a bad head and you are grumpy, whatever it is, this will help. So look at yourself and look at where your confidence levels are and you can help yourself to stand upright. Uh, I know that I'm very slouchy in the shoulders, she says, pushing her shoulders back for those of you that can't see me. And I know that when I stand upright and I hold my head up high, I automatically feel a lot more confident. And you can prepare for going into an interview or for meeting somebody at the first time or asking your boss for a pay rise. And a lot of what we do is fear-based. So we have a lack of confidence because we are fearful. And we're fearful around an awful lot of different things. Fear of success, fear of failure, fear of looking stupid, fear of tripping over, fear of saying the wrong thing, fear of being embarrassed. And all the things that we fear are in the future. They're not here in the now. Because as we are in the now and in the present, it's not fearful. But it's about the unknown. It's about what will happen next. It's about you know, taking a big decision in life. Maybe you're involved in a big purchase, moving house, getting a new car, buying a new business, whatever it is. The fears are probably those in the future. And when you make big purchases and big decisions, you prepare, don't you? You do what is called due diligence. You check out whether it's right for you. You look at the cost. You look if you can get it anywhere cheaper. You look at if you're buying a house, what is the area like? or at the schools like, depending on what is important to you will depend on what you look for. And so you can help yourself to have more confidence about the actual decision making and moving into it by pre-planning, by doing your due diligence. And that is exactly the same in first impressions, exactly the same. What we do is we do our due diligence. We look at what we are going into. If we are meeting somebody for the first time, perhaps even on a dating agency or online dating and we have got to know that person a little bit and they have shown us a, their profile then we will look at what is important to them if you are walking into a job interview with a company then you can prepare yourself by looking at what is important to the company what are the values of that company what do they believe a good employee would have if you are going into a negotiation speaking to somebody in crisis speaking to somebody that's very emotional, then you can also talk about things that they might be fearful of. So I was doing some coaching for personal trainers and one of the personal trainers there is a, is a young guy and he looks young. And I am a woman in my late 40s, white middle class, 
and that is my first barrier and I don't even know that because this is just the way I look and this is just the way I am. So a lot of people have said to him, you look very young. I'm not sure that you can teach me, especially women of my age. You know, you go into a personal training, you're fearful of it anyway, perhaps. You're perhaps worried about what's going to happen. You've taken a massive step out of your comfort zone. You meet somebody who is half your age and you think, what on earth are you going to teach me? And we probably do that with teachers. I know that when I go and pick Meg up from school and I look at some of the teachers, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're really young. That's just the fact that I've got older. So we can overcome that confidence and that first impression by talking about ourselves and overcoming barriers. So prepare yourself before you go in. Think about what people might think about you, how you're going to come across to people. And certainly I know that from my negotiation days, if I was going to talk to a young person, I learned a lot from a guy that I work with. It was probably my second or third negotiation. It wasn't the best, I've got to be honest with you. I've learned a lot over the 10 years that I've done it and how to communicate with people. And learning from other people, you know, watching and seeing people doing is a great way to learn. And I remember going to this call and it was a young girl and she had a noose around her neck. She was a teenager. She was high up in a tree and I was standing there talking to her and I'd been there for about an hour, hour and a half and, and I was getting no interaction at all. And I carried on for a little while lo longer and then the guy that I was with, Steve, he said, shall we switch it about? Shall I take over? And I said, yeah, actually, that's a good idea because I'm not getting anywhere. And he said some great stuff and I was standing there going, gosh, I really wish that I had fought and learned to say that. And he would say things like, you're probably looking at me and thinking, what on earth will a 40-year-old white male have in common with me? And I thought that was such a powerful statement because it gets rid of the barrier already. Because she probably was thinking that. I'd have been thinking that if I was 16. What on earth have you got in common with me? You have no idea how I feel and what I'm experiencing. And I thought that was a great way and I learned a lot from Steve. So Steve, if you're listening and you recognise yourself in that, thank you very much. And it's about having confidence in our own ability. So preparing yourself will give you that confidence to walk into a situation because you can start to chip away about the fear and about how, that, how you deal with fear itself. So have confidence. Have confidence in your own ability. A lot of us lack that self-belief. Write some stuff down. Write five things down that you're really good at and take those with you, whether it's an interview or whether it's meeting somebody new for the first time, whatever it might be. Right, the second one I want to cover is speaking about people, about their possible concerns. So it might be that you don't have all the qualifications to go into a job interview. It might be that you don't have any experience. It might be that you look different from the way the person thought you were going to look. Or if you're a personal trainer, it might be that you look young or that you're a male and you have a female client or that you're a female and you have a male client. So cross those barriers off. Think about how they are going to perceive you. So put yourself into the other person's shoes and think about how are they going to perceive me and write a list. So write down, how's this person going to perce perceive me? It might be that you've got a new client, a new uh, coaching client if you're into coaching or therapy. Somebody might be coming to see you who's frightened. Even if you're a doctor, dentist, especially dentists, if you're listening to this, put people at ease. A lot of people are worried about going to the dentist. So you can use this and you can, it might be your opening paragraph that you say to them, your opening sentence, or you have a funny sign on the door. 
that says, you know, I w I'm worried. You might be sitting here being really worried about being to the dentist. I'm exactly the same. Now, I've got a great track record, great experience. I've done this, I've done that. And we can counterbalance that. Or maybe you're going into a job interview and you might have one of the, not, you might not have one of the traits that they're looking for. Cover that off straight away. You know, I don't have, I don't have, you might notice on my CV, I don't have so-and-so. However, I have done this since applying for this job to get the knowledge. And then you can cross those barriers off. So think about how you come across. Think about what they might think about you. So if you are that young man going in to train a middle-aged lady in personal training, cover that off. You might be looking at me and thinking, how on earth am I going to train you because I look so young? Let me just reassure you that I have become a personal trainer by doing this, this and this. I've worked here and here and here. I've got this amount of experience. I've been shadowing so-and-so. I've done this. I've done that. And um, I've researched a lot around what works for women of your age specifically. Now, I know you're in an individual and we're going to work together and I'm going to listen to what you have to say and find out what's important to you. So we cross that barrier off straight away. And that's a good way to build up other people's confidence. So think about how you come across and think about how they would like you to come across. So put yourself into their shoes. Okay, body language is another one. Body language is really important because you can look confident or you can look worried or you can look serious. You can smile at people and that always works, smiling at people. It's very difficult not to smile back when somebody smiles at you. You can look open. So, for example, if I were to go and speak to somebody, I would probably have my hands down by the side looking very open and relaxed. Now, people sometimes, I feel, and this is my personal view, put a lot of emphasis on body language. You know, the old folded arms means that you're defensive. I'm going to disagree slightly with that, I have to say, because sometimes I often find my arms folded, and it's not because I'm defensive. It just happens to be that I'm standing in a comfortable position. So don't always believe what the signals are supposed to tell you. Does that make sense? So if you see somebody folding their arms, don't automatically assume it is because they are being defensive. It might just be that they are holding themselves in that position. Now, but the thing with body language is that unless you know somebody really well, it's difficult to work people's body's language out from uh, like a flush in the face or a red neck, or they might do something when they're embarrassed. And you can see that, but don't assume that's what it is. Find out a little bit more about that person. There are a lot of very trained people in the art of body language who have spent years studying what people do. And I'm not saying that, that it doesn't work. I'm just saying be mindful of, if you read that, that folding arms means you're defensive, it doesn't necessarily mean that in that person that you're talking to. We are all different. So just take time to get to know that person before you make a big assumption about them. But think about your own body language. And as I said, you know, when I went to my bodybuilding posing classes, uh, we were taught to walk with our heads held high and with our shoulders back and to be very proud, to be able to have eye contact with ourselves in a mirror, to not be ashamed about the way that we looked and just to, you know, accept us for us. And that's a really strong statement. And, and if I'm honest with you, I am not the best at that. I'm not the best at accepting me for me, and I have to work on that, but I consciously work on it. So when I walk into a room, if I'm doing a presentation or I'm standing on stage, I will put my stage face on, my game face on. You know, I will do some exercises, I will prepare myself, I'll listen to some music, and I'll get ready, and I'll get ready to go, and I'll practice, and I'll prepare myself, but I will walk with pride. 
And often when you exercise, I'm a great believer in physical exercise and the benefits that it does for your body, but also for the way that you hold yourself. Because if you are confident in your body and your appearance and your mind, then you will hold yourself a different way from somebody who's not. And you can see people who suffer from anxiety and they hold themselves in a very different way. You know, they'll be very introverted. They'll, again, don't make assumptions that that's what's going on, but you, you can see the difference in people. So think about your body language. If you're walking into an interview, if you walk in with your head held high and you're dressed smartly and you come across in a way that is confident and you've done some research with the, about the people that you are talking to, then you are more likely, statistics show that you are more likely to get that job. And that's the same if you meet somebody in dating or if you want to go for a pay rise. Be prepared. Be prepared. And fourthly is research. So they all link in so we've done confidence speak about their concerns your body language and now research so for example i know most of the things that my old boss is motivated by so if i wanted to get something if he's listening i'm really sorry about this uh, if i wanted to get something i would go into his office and talk to him using a motivator that i knew would work for him now, if you are meeting somebody for the first time, then it might be difficult, especially if they're a stranger and you're just, I don't know, engaging in conversation on the train, but you can listen to them. You can listen and you can find out and do instant research. So if you listen to the words that they're using, you'll be able to find out what is motivating them and you'll be able to see what's motivating them. And they'll use words that are important to them. And phrases, if somebody repeats something quite often, that probably means it's an important issue for them. Or if they avoid something, it means it's an important issue for them. So just listen, take the time out to listen and do your research there and then. Or if it's planned, go and do your research. Google is a great tool. Look up what the company is. Look up who the managers are. Talk to people, perhaps, that are already employed there. If you're joining a new team, Go and speak to somebody about what the senior management on that team are looking for. If you are looking to become a partner in a law firm or the next step up in whatever career that you have, then do your research into the people that are interviewing you where possible, the building that you're going to, and the company, the company's values. And then you can come across as being the ideal person for them because you understand what their motivators are. So do your research, that's really important. And then lastly, practice what you are gonna say. Now this might seem a little bit odd. Every time I go and do a presentation, I practice that presentation. I will get up on the stage, I will go, so I will go there beforehand. So this is part of my research. If I'm doing a presentation, I'll go to the venue beforehand and I will look at the venue. Uh, when I did my bodybuilding competitions, I did the same. So I would look at the venue before the competition. I would look at the stage before I walked out on it. I would look at the crosses on the stage. I would practice how many steps it took to walk to the middle, walk to the front, and where the judges will be sitting. So that's all of my research, and that's all of my pre-planning. Before I go on stage to do a presentation, I'll do the same. I will work out how long the stage is. I will work out where people will be sitting, where the PowerPoint, if I'm using PowerPoint, what that will be. So I'll always arrive early and make sure I know so I'm comfortable, so I can practice. I can practice walking on the stage. 
I will practice the whole speech from start to finish several times over. I will practice when slides come in at a specific time. You look at TED Talks. You look how smoothly people do their TED Talks, and that's practice. They have practiced what they are going to say. Now, it might be that you, when you go to meet somebody new, you're going to practice what you say. And it might, you might just have a simple line in like, oh, it's lovely to meet you. Gosh, you look amazing. I really like the way you did this or the way you did that. Perhaps if you are in telesales, uh, phone sales, and I believe that some of the training is still the same around this, is that they will get them to practice what they're actually going to say before they pick up the phone. And the other thing that that will do is it will get rid of the nerves in your voice. So if you're feeling a bit nervous or perhaps about meeting somebody for the first time and you've worked out what you're going to say, then your voice will feel more comfortable and more solid. If you are going, I don't know, for an X Factor audition, then you will stand on, you'll have already practiced a lot. If you practice before you go on and you see people doing this, it warms the vocals up, it warms the voice up and it gets rid of that nervous tone. So think about how you can practice. And certainly if I'm going to something or if I was ever involved in a big meeting or a confrontational conversation where I needed to address an interview, uh, an issue, sorry, not an interview, I needed to address an issue, then I would practice what I was about to say or before I went in. Now, the caveat of that, of course, is that people will often not let you say what you originally plan to say or they might cut across you or they might not actually listen to you so they're the five pointers today for making make it murking making a great first impression and to add all of them together just smile at people so when you walk in smile be the person that they notice for whatever reason especially in a job interview be the person that they notice be you be different be innovative be confident, be conscious of what you're saying and practice and do that research. So let's just cover them off then before we leave. So the first one is confidence. The second one is speak and have an idea about what they might already be thinking, about what their concerns are, so you can cover those off at the beginning when you walk in. Remember your body language. Uh, be confident, hold your head up high, smile. Do your research, whether that's meeting somebody for the first time or going for an interview, and finally practice what you're going to say. So as always, please like or give me some feedback about what you would like me to cover. If you would like to share, go onto iTunes or Stitcher, just do a review. Subscribe if you haven't already subscribed and you'll be able to get these straight away. Otherwise, thank you very much for taking the time to listen. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it useful, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Hi everyone, Nikki again. If you'd like to follow me on any of my social media sites, you can follow me at at Nikki Comms Coach, that's N-I-C-K-Y, Comms Coach, on Facebook and Twitter, or at my website, thecommunicationcoach.co.uk, or email me at info at thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Thank you.